Well, we're trying to figure out what number this is. We think this is Mad Dogs and Englishman number six. This is Kevin Williamson. I'm here with Charles Cook. And I thought we would talk a little bit today about atheism, which is an annoying movement uh, full of knuckleheaded evangelical people who care a lot more about the question of God than any of the Texas evangelicals and Baptists I grew up with. But they're not all universally so. In fact, uh, there are a couple of good atheists in the world, and there are a few of them on the right. George Will is one, Heather MacDonald is one, and our friend Charlie is one too. And he's recently written about that at National Review Online, particularly in light of what happened at CPAC with them inviting uh, an atheist group to be part of the big tent and proceedings. So, Charlie, what do you make of all this? Well, they invited the atheist group, and then they uninvited the atheist group, which... Now, I don't particularly mind it if they had some objection to the way in which the group said it was going to behave, which I've heard, or if it wasn't conservative at all, or if it really didn't fit. But there was an odd statement put out by Brent Bozell when he said we shouldn't have people who hate God involved, and the implication of the statement was that one cannot be a conservative and an atheist, which, for a start, is obviously untrue because I am both, but is untrue across the board. George Will, Charles Krauthammer, S.E. Karp, Alapundit on Twitter, one of my favorite other writers, Ace of Spades, uh, Walter Olson, there, there are a lot of us. And, uh, and I wanted to sort of set the record straight and say, you know, firstly, there are conservative atheists. Um, secondly, we're really, you know, primed in some ways to be conservatives because conscience rights really matter if you're an atheist. You look at human history, it is full of people who were killed for not believing the right thing. Um, and uh, more often than not, they were heretics such as myself rather than those who, who fitted in. Um, but I do, I do think at the same time, atheists don't do themselves many favors. And you just have to look at the pages of, say, Reddit to recognize that for an awful lot of people, atheism is almost a lifestyle. And it's a means by which they can communicate to each other and to other people that they are smarter and uh, you know, more switched on than you are, and in some ways morally better. Um, and this is not my brand whatsoever. My brand is literally the dictionary definition, which is that I do not believe in God. And I'm not unsure about it. I haven't not thought about it. I believe that there is no God. But that doesn't particularly affect my opinion on marginal tax rates. Yeah. Remember a few years ago, there was a little mini movement afoot among atheists to rename themselves and to call themselves Brights. Oh, do you remember this? I do. Uh, which is possibly the most self-regarding attempt at developing a nickname for one's community they've ever come across. But beyond that, you know, atheists, I mean, you people are just kind of annoying. I mean, there are a lot of, lot, lot of knuckleheads over there. I mean, you know, the two people I get the most sort of dumb mail from are young earth creationists uh, when every now and then I'll write something about how stupid it is to try to write that stuff into, say, biology textbooks in Texas. And you're, and you're sort of general anti-evolution people who don't you know, know anything beyond high school chemistry uh, who yet are convinced they figured out the origins of life and the uh, main flaws in uh, molecular biology and, right. and other stuff they know nothing about. But then also uh, atheists. And the striking thing to me is how much these groups resemble one another. You know, there is a lot of sort of sophistry, a lot of shallow pseudo-philosophy, I think, involved in both of those groups. Now, atheism is a perfectly respectable position, I think, in the way you put it. It's just, you know, it's a fact that you don't believe in X, Y, or Z. I can, I can certainly live with that. But um, it does have an evangelical flavor to it. You know, even a normally sort of uh, 
Well, I was going to say sober, but I'm talking about Christopher Hitchens, so that's maybe not the right way to uh, put it. But, uh, you know, a smart, insightful, literate guy like Christopher Hitchens, which is an absolute boob on the subject of religion, if you ever read him writing about it. Yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed some of the books written by, by Hitchens and, and Richard Dawkins. And Sam Harris, I think, is the smartest of all of them, okay. and probably makes more of an attempt to to understand where the other side is coming from. Is that a tallest building in Wichita alert? No, but but Sam, I mean I do think Sam Harris is is a smart guy and, and has a, a pretty open mind, but look. My position as an atheist is largely that I don't care. Uh, it's that I'm not convinced mm. by the evidence. I I see it as we should see most debates, I think, at least on abstract questions, uh, like you would see a trial. You say, "Well, am I convinced by this?" No. But then I just want to go and have a beer. And to me, the much more interesting questions, and of, of course whether there is a God is a fascinating question, but the much more interesting question is, well, what are the consequences of people disagreeing with me on this? And to, to my mind, firstly, not very many at all. The, the notion that there is some huge theocratic Christian right in the United States that is plotting to take over is utterly absurd. But... I, yeah, also, I hear that a lot, and I just tend to think if there were, I would know about it. <laughs> I mean, they might have, you know, they might have asked me to uh, help out a little bit or something. Right, but it, you know, it's not just that. I think in general, Christianity has offered an awful lot to the United States. Um, you know, it has some killer insights on on human nature. It's been there for two thousand years, which the Burkean in me thinks, well, it's probably worth looking into. Uh, at least the development of the country was was is inextricable from religion and religious belief even as the country is a secular republic and the first amendment i'm a very broad interpreter of that and again if you were to run a simulation from the beginning of the united states this is sort of an ahistorical question because at what point you start and how do you get to where you were but let's say they pass the constitution and then you just you know you're running some sim city simulation on fast forward and you do one where people have the religious beliefs that they did and you do the other where people have, um, we should go back. Well, I just it, yeah. And you have the the other one is full of atheists or communists or people who follow Spinoza or whatever. You'd have an entirely different country, and I think if human history is any guide, probably a worse one. So the truth value of it really, to me, needs to be subordinated to the question of well, what real world impact does it have? Yeah, I think conservatives wince out a lot because in the American context, you know, the American idea is a theological premise. It's that all men are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. So we tend to think of, uh, you know, the American method and the American constitutional order as being inherently tied to some sort of religious belief. And I think that's, it's partly the case. But even if you believe that, that doesn't get you away from the necessary work of logic and argument and deduction. And being a Catholic, you know, we've always taken the position in the Catholic Church that um, that all moral principles that are true are can be arrived at through reason. That all of the things you need to know about politics and law and uh, how to conduct a good life, everything you get from Revelation, you can also get from reason. That's an ancient Christian idea, I think. And I think that if more people appreciated that, it would be uh, a bit of a bridge in the gap, not only between people who don't have the same religious views, but also between those of us who have religious views and knuckleheads like, like you who don't. Well, no, and that's one of the things that I'm asked the most is people write to me and they will say, well, I don't understand you. You're so vehemently 
defensive of the Second Amendment. You're such a constitutionalist. You're such an Enlightenment man. You believe in the documents that were passed. You love the Declaration. You're a gun nut. How can you possibly hold these things to be self-evident and not believe in God? And my answer is very simple. That is that the Declaration of Independence was written by a man who believed in God as reason, who was a deist. Uh, He was certainly not an atheist, but he largely believed that the truth that they had arrived at that came from Locke and Bacon and Newton and Cicero and Roman natural law were uh, were possible to to uh, induce uh, without there needing to be a god at all yeah. and and i and I agree with so in a sense really this is a non controversy because I agree with the conservatives and with the Christians uh, on those questions. I just take Occam's razor and cut out the God part. Yeah. You know, you know I, one of my least favorite uh, stupid sayings is people who describe themselves as being spiritual but not religious. <laughs> yeah. So I've always wondered, you know, why don't you just do the, the decent, honorable, historical thing that Englishmen have done for a long time when they don't believe in God and join the Church of England? <laughs> and that way you can be religious but not spiritual. Well, I was raised in the Church of England. I went to, to Christian schools. You know, I, I just do think it's important to say what you actually think. And there's always a you know, when you're debating with somebody, I think probably one of the things that made me a conservative, certainly a little more of a contrarian, was that this little alarm bell would always go off in my head in British society. Once you've done some reading, once you've done some thinking, you often can't undo it. With gun control, for example, and I was very much against it, and I started to read about it, and for a few days I kept all of the ostensible opinions that I'd had beforehand but there was a little flag that went up and said come on that's just not true now is it and I'm not saying I have the answers to everything but I don't believe in God and I don't believe in the Church of England and so I would feel hypocritical pretending uh, that I did yeah well I think that'll do it for this week I just want to remind all of the readers that um, I actually have sort of a busy week coming up so send all the hate mail for this particular podcast to Charlie who will read it all and respond to it at length, I promise. (laughs) 